Our second paradigm shift, Beyond Manage and Lead, Think Navigate. A new episode of The Wheelhouse begins right now. Welcome to Season 4 of The Wheelhouse. I'm your host, Dr. Grant Chandler, CEO of Students Matter. In this season, I am delighted to host a roundtable discussion with two of my favorite leaders in education, Penny Brockway and Catherine Money. We'll focus on one of the foundational components of our framework, accomplishment-driven leadership. You know, in season three, we explored the five arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership, how to plot a growth trajectory, and then how to use those arenas to do what matters most, serve our students by growing our people. We'll continue exploring accomplishment-driven leadership in this roundtable by thinking about the paradigm shifts we need to make on our journey to becoming accomplishment-driven leaders. At Students Matter, we believe it's a priority as educators to prove to each student and each teacher that they are distinctive and irreplaceable. Together, let's continue to step up to this incredibly important challenge and add additional tools and skills right into our wheelhouse. Welcome back to The Wheelhouse. This is episode three, and we are uh, here today uh, as normal with my good friends, Penny Brockway and Catherine Money. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So we, of course, are on our third episode where we are talking about paradigm shifts that are inherent in this thinking and this journey that we call accomplishment-driven leadership. And last week, we talked about this shift from all to each, which we'll we'll hit upon again today, I'm sure. Uh, uh, but today's topic is the shift from being a manager or thinking about the verb to manage and the verb to lead and making that shift to navigate, a word that we chose very carefully. So let's talk about first, just, you know, what do you, what do you, when you think of the terms manage and lead, you know, what do those mean to you? What, 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 what are the limitations of, 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 of thinking uh, that our job is to either manage or to lead? Hmm. Manage is, I think, the easiest one to uh, define and to describe because we manage a ton of things. I mean, just uh, today I've managed, right? Uh, my getting my morning routine of getting ready and uh, my packing of my lunch and getting myself out the door. I've managed a lot of things. And when I think about a school building and management, holy smokes, the orchestration it takes, right? To get the kids to the building in the right seats, started, right? The day kicked off, communicate with families, how things are going. There's just a ton of management pieces. Think about fire drills and tornado drills and lockdowns. There's a ton of management pieces, making sure everyone eats lunch and everyone has a lunch. And um, so, yeah, I think manage is the easy one. So, um, hey, Kathy, what do you think about lead? (laughs) I wanted to weigh in a little bit on manage before we move into lead because that's that traditional approach. And, you know, in 
and what is expected of leaders in districts. So whether that's at the school level or at the district level, um, and it's really, when you think about those instructional pieces, when we manage, we're simply giving those materials to to the teachers, to the instructional team, and expecting that they use them, mm-hmm. right? So here's your class list. Here's your here's your curriculum. If we give them curriculum, and, and many um, times we standards. don't give them curriculum. <laughs> just thought I'd sneak that in there a little bit. Um, and then they're expected to just do right. And then we might walk through, make sure they're you know check check a list. You know, I think, and then we. We've attempted, let's get us into that leadership, or to lead, we've attempted to shift that. Let's let's do some things that, okay, we want to make sure the curriculum is being used. We want to make sure that everything that has been given and expected of, of the instructional staff, or it's the culinary staff, it's the custodial staff, who, whomever that is, um, then we start to you know, use a checklist and have some brief conversations as if that's going to, you know, change instruction for, um, for teachers and for kids. So I think that the shift, and if you look at that kind of that continuum of what's expected of school leadership, it's manage, you sit at the helm, that's just what you do. You sit in your office and you just, you tell people what to do. So easy part lead. I'm going to get myself out there a bit. I'm going to attempt to support, to facilitate some, some coaching possibly. Um, but it still really isn't to the depth that is necessary to really change, um, for the long haul, maybe temporary, but not for the long haul. And so we see, and we are not saying those of you who are listening going, but what? No, we're, we're not saying, <laughs> But you should never manage, right? You have to you have to operate a, a building, a district. Uh, we're not saying you should never lead, uh, because there there are you know there are things that are important you know uh, to that task. But when we think about accomplishment driven leadership, and we think about identifying in a very deep way where it is that that strategic vision for a district, uh, accomplishment driven leaders recognize that managing and leading alone, alone will not get us there. It will get us, hopefully, some incremental successes, but it won't get us, it won't bust the status quo. It won't really get us to where we want to go. Um, Interesting, Grant, an example from just this week about what I think you're saying, it alone, management and leadership, don't get us where we want to go. Like, um, kind of like nesting dolls, management is 100% necessary. You have to manage. Absolutely. So a student has a seizure in school. Nobody knows that the student has the capacity, you know, has this condition that might cause seizures. Um, but the building has been managed to the degree that there is a medical emergency response team who is trained, who went into action in a heartbeat, Um, Every single piece of how you're trained to do that happened like it should happen. Um, Teachers stepped up to lead because they knew exactly what they needed to do. When the medical emergency response team kicks in, what do you do, right? As the classroom teacher or the neighboring teachers, what do you do as the free person who happened to be walking down the hallway at the right time? Everybody knew what to do. The principal 
was able to lead from a very calm, steady voice, a very calm, steady um, presence, and be able to direct and answer questions as needed, um, particularly when EMT arrives and be the person who's there, be the one who is definitely leading the charge. What do we do next? At what point have we gotten a hold of the parents? Where are we going to welcome them? You know, all those pieces that matter. And then the public statements put out, right, to the parents in particular, if we want to say public, but to the staff and to the parents via email and the, you know, the apps that we have that message out to our parents. Um, And when I read the message, I had tears in my eyes because of the power of the care that was woven into the message that was sent to the parents and the caretakers of the children of that building. Because, you know, when an ambulance and a fire truck show up in front of an elementary building, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of concern in a community. And to me, that, that example kind of encompasses from the managing and making sure things are managed well to the, I led a situation to the, what we're trying to talk about, accomplishment-driven leader who's going way deeper than just leading a situation. And um, so I wanted to throw that out there. As you say, it's it's not that we're saying any of those are bad. They're all necessary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, necessary. And you can't really get to, you can't really get to navigate if you struggle to manage Mm -hmm. and you struggle to lead in a particular place. What we're asking in accomplishment-driven leadership is for you to take a bold next step, right? A bold next step. And we call that, you know, we call that as a big picture, we call that being an accomplishment-driven leader in this particular paradigm shift, we call that navigate. Mm When you think of that term, how would you, so for people who, and you, the three of us, we live in that term. We live, we live in steering and navigating and, and all of those verbs that are, are, are so important to this, to this work. How would you describe navigate? How do you define it? I think uh, immediately, I think about nautical, you know, that that's, that's where these references, you know, an intentionality of every part you know, we think about our conversation last week about the leader's compass and really thinking about the, in order to navigate, all of those pieces have to be in place. So when you talk about managing and, and leading and particular managing, um, to be able to ensure that we ha- can see and plot that vantage point, you know, so what is it, where is it that we're heading? Where's that vision? And how are the decisions that I'm making within that management, within that leadership, getting us there. So we're, we're not going um, to an, an undefined setting, to an undefined location. It's really that intentionality of being able to ensure that all of the decisions that we're making are leading us in that same direction. So we, we could add another word to this whole conversation around navigation, and that's destination. Mm-hmm. what matters most, right? Mm-hmm. And how I'm making sure as the leader that every person understands what matters most and every opportunity demonstrates what matters most. Mm-hmm. And so if we have this, this desired destination, however, 
however we define it, right? Whatever that destination is, you know, uh, in powerful student care, we define that destination as the place where every every child believes they are distinctive and irreplaceable. Uh, you know, in accomplishment driven leadership, we may we may define that destination. You know, um, I know sometimes I've defined that destination as a place where you know. Um, where this where our success is about life and death where we are we are not going to have children unsuccessful because we know what happens to them in adulthood if they're unsuccessful so we can define that destination you know in in whatever way a, a district or an organization wants to do that but then you know the, the the whole term navigate then is how do we get there how do we get there in that place that is very different than where we are now what we know when we navigate anything, what navigate says to me, is that we know it's not a straight line. <laughs> the path may be, you know, due west, <laughs> and we think that's the direction, but navigate in and of itself says, but the process of getting there, the barriers that get in the way, the opportunities that afford themselves that slow you down, the how are you um, leveraging each of those for that end goal. Yeah. And, and, and recognizing that the, you know, navigation is about decisions. <laughs> it's about, you know, it's about steering, if you will, it's about steering this district or this building uh, closer and closer and closer till you actually get to, you know, sometimes I think when we, when we define strategic visions, we don't ever expect to get there. Right. It's like, oh, this is what we want. Wouldn't this be so cool? This is absolutely what we want. But an accomplishment driven leader says, we are going to get there. Right. So we're not going to create a vision, this strategic vision of this change that we're not going to go after. So this is about navigating, is about going after that and getting, bringing the organization. You know, to the to the to the harbor, right? To the dock, to the wherever wherever you wherever you land, where you know that you have arrived there. And I think the significance of every decision that we make is part of that, right? So it's as regardless of our role, regardless of um, what what it looks like for us within that district. We're we all are moving towards or heading towards that same destination. And so what decisions do I make within my role that I'm navigating as an accomplishment-driven leader in my classroom setting that's helping get us there? What does that look like at the principal seat that's ensuring that with every decision that we're making, what Penny described just a few minutes ago? All of those decisions were intentional. Those, those processes that were put in place were all pointing towards that same destination down to the messaging that went out after the crisis with that really deep emotional care, because that's what that leader believes and that's where they're all heading. So we can make decisions from whatever seat we're sitting in within the district if we all understand and are moving towards that same destination. 
Yeah, that's that is a, an incredibly important point because as we want everybody to to respond to that medical emergency the way Penny described it, right? And what a beautiful and, and and that you know beautifully done on on every on every level. We want the entire organization, whether it's a building, a, a classroom, a district, we want them to be that coherent mm-hmm. in getting to this destination, getting to this strategic vision and you know, when we get it, when we become that coherent, it's going to happen, <laughs> right? There's, you, you can navigate the barriers. You can get around the, you know, the icebergs. Uh, you can get to where it is that you want to go much easier than, and it requires a, a lot of skillful navigation, which of course is where the five, uh, the five arenas come in. Mm-hmm. And it, on top of those five arenas and the skill that that takes, um, it takes more than will. You know, in the last episode, we we talk about um, setting the goal of each child, 100% of them. And that takes such courage to name that and be seen as the crazy person who would name that we could reach each child. I mean, that in today's um, educational settings is pretty crazy that you would name 100% is our goal. And I think navigation is that it's that courage. Um, and there's a lot of fear inside of that. And there's a lot of fear of failure. Um, and so I think the five um, arenas are huge in helping build the courage that the tools are there to help you navigate and make this happen. Right. Yeah. I think the it really resonates for me to think about that penny with in particular with poise. So you think about the work that you know that we've done when we um were in similar similar seats as superintendents and and working with our um you know our school leaders to be able to support them. I think that poise is what kept coming up over and over again because those icebergs are there. And in attempting to navigate around those um, there's, there's a lots of other kind of critical points that come up that could easily sink us. And, and how do we then as accomplishment driven leaders really stand firm within that? So that destination is there. We're confident we're utilizing our, our compass, the leader's compass to ensure that we're continuously, um, rerouting, moving smoothly through that, you know, our journey, but not an, and not a, but, and not being derailed, taken off course because the poi, our poise is continuously strengthening. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are, who are like, okay, what is this poise thing? It is one of the five arenas of accomplishment driven leadership. It's about, it's about being self-aware and knowing, uh, being how, knowing how we learn, knowing, uh, having the self-confidence that we need, uh, the ability to stand up, uh, and, and navigate and know that you're, you there will be criticism and there will be people not, not agreeing with you, uh, that you will, you will struggle at times. And it's also, you know, um, you know, about how we, you know, how we handle those, 
those barriers and how we handle the criticism and how we handle people who disagree. We have to, you know, we, we got to bounce back, right? We got to bounce back because it's too easy. It's too easy to uh, be led astray. And that arena as a whole, you know, we call an accomplishment driven leadership poise. I think it's interesting as we talk about those arenas, the one that pops in my mind as you talk about poise, Kathy, that helped me remind myself that I can be poised. I'm okay. I'm going to, I'm going to be able to, to navigate this next thing, right. Was that area of contemplation, right. That ability to really predict what's probably coming and, and you only got to get around it, just get the outer surface to recognize, oh yeah, that's probably coming. Cause this is human nature. And then be able to really begin to say, how do I plan for that? And how do I, and some things we don't see coming, <laughs> but when we've practiced, right. And we really are a contemplative educator, a person who really works in that, in that area to, um, better, um, better, uh, build our skill set um, for that. I think we we have a foundation to lean back on when it doesn't feel like we're poised, but it can't be about a feeling, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. When we think about these two paradigm shifts together, let's just talk about those for a moment because you know this is kind of like a running list this season, a running list of of things that move and shift and change as you know as leaders embrace this idea of being an accomplishment driven leader and last week we talked in, in grave detail about this shift from all to each and i know we've hinted at it uh, i talked a little bit about it but when you think about the two together this shift from all to each and this idea of navigating you know those are two big paradigm shifts that we you know already that we have introduced in this conversation away from the the traditional leader to the accomplishment driven one and how would you guys each how would you describe the those that you know that big shift we've taken so far if we take all to each and navigate together what's the how would you describe this big shift that we're making just so far in in episode three. They're huge. That's what I really think about (laughs) is how long it has taken for this conversation, a few years of evolving, right? But the opportunity within that time for me personally, to be able to watch for opportunities to lean into it, right? Like watch as the world creates in front of us and think about how does each apply here? How does navigate apply here? So the shift, when I think about the shift itself, that's a long process. I like things to happen really fast. Like I learned it, it's done. It's part of who I am, right? (laughs) I like that. That's not how this happens. And um, so I I think um, that those two shifts in particular and the reasons we did them, I believe probably first and second is because if that can start to be the focus and they can start to move you in the direction of an accomplishment-driven leader, the others come more easily. But these are two huge ones that really push back on what um, at least public education, where I have served, um, has held as priority in the past, really pushes back on that. 
Yeah, and I think the relationship really, you know, to add to that, Penny is is really setting that that vision so that where where are we heading? So if we don't define and really ensure that we are we are confident in in, in making every decision based on each, not just all, that sets our destination. That that's really then where where we're every decision we're making that we're navigating around and getting to that end result is really grounded. I was looking for the right word, really grounded in each. So I don't think the I mean the navigation looks very different if we're going for all, right? So I think that that pushes us back into thinking about that managing and lead. Those are things we have to do. They're vital to the overall organization. You, you can't function without them. That also is in alignment to thinking where it's all going back to what we had talked about previously in regards to, you know, vision statements and mission, mission statements, you know, it's all, it's about all the decisions that we make while we're navigating through that are very, very different in comparison to each. So I don't, I don't see, I I think the navigation, I I can't, I don't want to say it can't happen, but I almost like want to really border on the fact that how does it happen if the destination isn't clearly defined like that? You know, because the whole point of navigating, right, is to get you somewhere, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? If we if we continue in, you know, all of all of the work that we do is in this maritime this maritime uh, metaphor, and the purpose of navigating is not to keep you anchored, right, in in the dock. It's to get you somewhere. It's to get you somewhere where you aren't, and that's the whole point, right? And so, if each becomes the decisions that we make around where we're going, then absolutely we would navigate navigate differently, right? We've been trained that incremental progress is just good enough, right? All of us have been trained that, you know, uh, hey, if you just you a know, little little bit of progress every year, a little bit of progress every year, and you know the problem with that, and you know, of course, I say is you know, okay, that's great, right? But you know, third graders are only in third grade once. So, right. So if you don't get, if you don't get different, different outcomes for five years for you, because you've been doing incremental, what happened to those third graders five years ago? We only get one shot. Kids, kids don't normally do third grade twice or three times or four times or five times while we figure out how to get it right. You know, that's the hard part. That's the pressure that we see. Any final thoughts on this word navigate or destination? Oh, I think this conversation could go on forever because as I think about each and I take it a little step away from kids, students, to the adults that a superintendent would navigate with who are part of that. And I think about each and I think about the level at which you have to help study, right? each person that you're navigating alongside. I I just, 
you know, the two are, um, you can't separate them (laughs) from each other when you start having this conversation around accomplishment-driven leaders. Absolutely. And I think that my my final thoughts for this particular conversation, Penny, would add on to that and around appreciation of you bringing it back to the fact that we're we are navigating alongside other accomplishment driven leaders. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we aren't in this alone. You know, so what does this look like for for us collectively, but yet individually in a very unique basis for each of our leaders, again, regardless of whatever seat that might be, that this navigation is happening in unison. Once again, I say thank you so much for joining uh, joining me in the wheelhouse today. I look forward on so many levels. I look forward to recording these episodes with you because as I listen to to the two of you talk, you know, for, it's inspiring. It is there's so much to learn from each other. It is an absolute pleasure to be on this journey with you. And it's even greater to, to be able to share this, this work that we do in this conversation that we have with other people. If you are listening out there, our next episode, we're going to be talking about buy-in and we're going to change that word. We're going to change that word because that's what accomplishment driven leaders do. We're going to change that word from buy-in to discretionary effort. We'll see you next week. And that wraps up another episode of The Wheelhouse. New episodes of Season 4 drop every Tuesday beginning February 7th and running through March 28th. The Wheelhouse is a production of Students Matter LLC. Our show's theme music, Off We Go, was written and performed by Cody Martin and obtained through Soundstripe.com. If you'd like to explore this topic further and take our online course on accomplishment-driven leadership, or if you have something you'd like to share or a leadership problem you'd like to see us address, drop us a line at registrar at ourstudentsmatter.org. You can find me on LinkedIn or Mastodon, and of course, stop by our website and check out what we offer at www.ourstudentsmatter.org. You can subscribe to this podcast on either iTunes or Spotify or any other place where you find your podcasts. It can also be found on our website uh, at Captivate, and that address is https forward slash forward slash the dash wheelhouse dot captivate dot fm slash episodes. If you like our show, please leave us a review. I'd love to hear what you like. Together, our goal is to continuously enhance and utilize our arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership, proving to each student and each teacher that they are both distinctive and irreplaceable is hard work, but being an educator is the noblest of all professions. Until next time, remember, we got it.